my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where I share my latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through my shopping community, Curator. The biggest news ever is our winter warehouse sale, which is still going strong. While we make way for a ton of fresh spring inventory, you can save on winter favorites to get you through the season in style. I'm talking Parachalet sweaters and scarves, PMD beauty tools, and sunglasses from my own collection. Take an additional 30% off these products and so many more with code WINTER30 through January 31st. Trust me, you don't want to miss this one. So head to curator.com, that's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com, and shop the sale now. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today, we thought we'd bring back one of our favorite episodes from Works For Us, the episode with the outstanding Lady Gang, Kelty Knight, Becca Tobin, and Jack Vanek. These three ladies speak about thriving together in both friendship and business and are perfect examples of climbing their way to the top together in heel. Finding the right people to collaborate with can be an absolute challenge for most people, but for our guests today, they were actually able to find their kindred spirits and dream collaborators in each other so that they could thrive together in business and even more importantly, in friendship. The Lady Gang is a celebrity-driven brand for women by women from the minds and mouths of Kelty Knight, Becca Tobin, and Jack Venick. 
The popular Lady Gang podcast since its inception in 2015 has boasted over 100 million downloads. Holy crap. Making it one of the most popular podcasts for women in the world. The show has been nominated for a Webby Award, which, by the way, my husband created. Uh, People's Choice Award, and in 2016 was named Podcast of the Year. We are so excited to say that we have Becca, Kelty, and Jack of the Lady Gang on Works For Us today. So, welcome, ladies. Okay. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. I'm so happy you're here. This is so much fun. And by the way, just so you know, I disinvited Roger today. <laughs> I heard. He was like, yeah. there's literally 0% chance that I have a shot with four on one here. And I was like, yeah, no, well, no, we no. don't want you anyway. And he's like, okay, great. I have so much work to do. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> well, if I had known he created the Webbies, then I would have invited him because we didn't win. Oh, rude. We needed bullshit. like, yeah, we needed some insider help because uh, yeah. it was an L. Well, but we also had a show on E the year we were nominated for People's Choice Award and E hosts that show and we didn't win that either. So it's kind of like bullshit. At you this know, point. listen, listen, winning is overrated, honestly. Listen to me. I think like, I always, you know, they always say like, oh, it's an honor to be nominated. It really is because winning is a very bizarre thing because it's swayed so easily. There's so many variables. I mean, you see it in award season every year, like who should have, who could have, who was the, the, the obvious choice. And then it went the total other way. So I do think just being nominated means that you kind of won. I know that sounds not I agree. Real, but I think that's just the way we should think about this. What do you think? I love that. And uh, you have the same fashion moments at award shows. Totally. There's no extra moment. Honestly, you guys, no one cares who wins. It's really that's what you true. look like on the carpet, honestly. It's true. 100%. 100%. 100%. And sometimes you don't win, but you still win. And sometimes the winners lose. You know, uh, oh, all the time. Wow. By the way, all the time. I'm like, that's what you're going to wear to win your Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> thoughts about that but don't not you, wrong don't you love it when the perfect like storm happens and the person mm. that wins is wearing the best dress and they walk up there and just mm. win and it's like those moments really just those really just make me happy and in those moments those are the seconds that make me wish that I'm like okay I miss it for this five mm -hmm. minute period I really miss it you know mm -hmm. so you guys I want to just talk for a minute about um your individual backstories because I know that you're obviously all very accomplished you're badass you're ballers you all do like Sweet. a billion and one things um Kelty, very cool that you were a rocket. Yeah. I just need to Thanks. bring that out because that's like a major thing. Um, uh, and now you're a correspondent for Entertainment Tonight, which is also yeah, really big I cover, well, deal. listen, like I think the first time I met you, Rachel, was... I mean, years ago, we used to do big fashion week coverage. Now the fashion weeks are kind of like yeah. a little less exciting yep. in New York. Yep. Um, but you had... I remember, I, I, the reason I remember this, you had like a white studio and there were, well, that's like very fashion, isn't it? <laughs> it's like every show ever, but, um, <laughs> it was one of your fashion week shows. And like, I remember like, uh, interviewing you after you were wearing a white suit with like maybe a black lapel and okay. the collection had like an insane cardigan knit crocheted sweater, which I know is like one of your staples. So it's probably in every collection, <laughs> but I remember like covering all these fashion shows and I was like, Oh, who the fuck is wearing this? And then I covered your show and I was like, I want every Aww, single Oh, that outfit. makes me so and happy. I feel like a boho kind of girl in my heart. So it was like very much in that vein, but, um, and you were always so nice and fashion 
Russian people are so nasty. They treat the press like you're literally cockroaches because they know you're wearing like the Jessica Simpson version of the Manolo. And they like, they know that in their heart. And you're like, I know, but I am a journalist and I do not have enough money for the Manolo. So I'm trying to like keep it chic at Fashion Week, but like this shit's from Target. And you were always so fucking nice. Oh, um, you're the sweetest. So, Let me you know, tell you anyone. my thought on that. Um, you know, it's funny because I actually hear that, um, you know, I would say throughout my career, the number one thing I've got is they're always like, I thought you were going to be an evil bitch and you were the nicest, friendliest. But I was like, God, fashion really has a bad rap. And I, I do say that like, listen, I came into the business and fashion people were scary. You know what I mean? They just were. I was terrified. Everywhere I went, I was terrified. And my first and only boss actually said to me verbatim, you're way too nice to make it in this industry. <gasps> and oh my God. they did. And she did. And I'll remember it for the rest of my life. And when people ask me now, sort of what's your advice to people coming up in fashion or people coming up in, in any business? And I do think you can win and be kind. You have to have a hundred eyes open at all times. You do. And little naive me was definitely did not have my eyes open all the time. But I, I think at the end of the day, I just don't think you have to shit on people to succeed. I just don't buy that. And I also, I also have always been about relatability. And I know that people are like, oh my God, you can only wear that because you're you or because you're this or because you're that. And I actually don't subscribe to that. So the mission behind my whole brand has always been let's live your best life and you can do it no matter what your budget is, no matter where you live, no matter what you're getting dressed for, dress for you, you know, and have fun with it. And I don't oh. judge people. And I think people think like, I look mm. at them like, oh, don't look at what I'm wearing. Don't look at it. And I, and I'm really not looking at what you're wearing. That's what's so funny. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. Okay. So Becca, quite accomplished as a singer and actress, uh, everything. And I don't understand. And also a dancer. And I don't understand why everyone can like, I'm confused why actors all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but can always like sing and dance. And like, <laughs> it's like this, it's like this gift. Like you get this like wand over your yeah. head when you're born. And they're like, I'm going to give you the gift of dancing, singing, acting. And like, I just don't get it. It's like, I remember when Reese Witherspoon did like walk the line. I was like, I don't get it. So she can, she can, she can sing too. Like I'm it's literally like, like God was like, okay, I'm going to put all the talent into these select people right? and what is all that? the rest of us get nothing. I can I'm do like, none of them. None. 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 So it's well, just an all or nothing then. Yes. I, I will say <laughs> that now more than ever, every celebrity seems like they can sing because the technology in a recording studio <laughs> is next level. So I will say that it's not always the greatest talented singers. It's the most confident actors who think they can sing. Okay. You know, maybe. And then I'm not buying then, it so far, but also I, <laughs> I think, think you're a being lot nice to civilians. <laughs> but a lot of us, it's misplaced confidence, first of all. But the other thing is a lot of people started, myself included, as like musical theater nerds. Right, right. Like I was mm -hmm. a junkie for Annie and Thoroughly Modern Millie, like Sutton Foster. So was I, was but I can't sing or dance. <laughs> Loved Annie. No, every also, word. Every also. word. Yeah, you quiet over there, Rockette. <laughs> But I locked myself in my room every day and like belted out soundtracks to Broadway shows. Like See, I was a total I love dork that. and I finessed whatever that skill was to the point where I could get paid for it. Slightly. No, but see, true story. I actually hear that quite a bit from my like talented 
friends and clients over the years. They're like, I literally was like a theater nerd that locked myself in my room, sang at the top of my lungs. I didn't care who was in my house. I dressed up like all the time and like costumes and played different characters and played different roles in my family. And like, so I I think it is really this gift. And then you decide if you're going to nurture it, which is not easy, by the way. No, I'm still trying to figure out that part of it. I think think you're doing great. Great. You have a new show on Disney Plus, which is very exciting. So exciting. So I'm pretty sure you're going to get paid. Turner and Hooch? I get paid. That's exciting. Thank God I got paid because Disney's a reputable company and they do pay their actors. Um, I'm pretty sure they're 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 really reputable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Turner and Hooch, and actually, I, I watched the first three episodes with my nine year old nephew, and like six minutes in, he said to me, "You know what? This is a really good show." And he's oh my a god. Tough- Critics. They so, are the toughest, most honest critics. I have a 10 year old son and a seven year old and they hold nothing back. Yeah. Well, they're going to love Turner and That's Hooch. So it's so exciting. cute. It's, 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 it was a really fun time to, to shoot. We were up in Vancouver and just like drooly dogs everywhere. And <laughs> I got to wear power suits and I got to wear some Manola Blahniks actually. <laughs> I mean, the real one. Full circle. The, the real, real one. Because, because it's Disney. I love it. So you had like an SJP moment. Yes, for oh, sure. A lot of them running around Vancouver just instead of Paris, but cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Slightly less chic. But, <laughs> she had to wear a shimmer tight. She plays a lawyer. And so she had to like wear, she would post these pictures on Instagram. I was like, I'm sorry, are you wearing hose? A pantyhose. And like a, a nice curled hairstyle. Rachel's a perfect person to ask this question. We have an ongoing fight in Lady Gang. Is it pantyhose or pantyhose? H-O-S-E. H-O-S-E. There we go what I thought. So you know I'm what's right. so funny is we could have Googled this. We could have Googled it, but why would we, I say we have Rachel's own? <laughs> I still say tights, stockings, maybe, but tights just oh. because it, the reason I say tights is because it makes me feel like I'm six. Like the ones I wore with my dresses <laughs> yeah. when I was six and had like a little like firm muff thing on my hands. Like, and it <laughs> feels just easier to say tights. I don't know why that is. It's just pantyhose sounds like underwear. And like yeah. a garden hose. I don't know. Yes. Okay, Jack. So you've created your own brand, which is pretty insane. Tell me, you look like you have a lot to say. <laughs> She's like, <sighs> you guys could talk for hours. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So when I was younger, I was obsessed with music. And like back to our conversation, I was not given the gift of a great voice. <laughs> like I might have the worst voice of anybody that I've ever met in my no, entire my husband life. does actually. <laughs> Great. So second worst voice. Um, I had no musical talent whatsoever, but I was like inserting myself into this world of bands and I was going to shows and I so you were to, like, like Kate tra- Hudson and almost famous. Yes, I literally was Penny Lane. except for a little bit younger. And, um, I was like trying, I'm like, I want to tour. I want to travel the world and like be a rock star, but I have no ability. By the so- way, my husband's the same. He wanted to be Jim Morrison, but like, can't sing anything, you know? <laughs> Did so. he ever like figure out like how to circumvent the problem? No, he just followed the dead. And still does, mm. by the way. I've always wondered who, what people do that. Yeah, I'm like, who, Roger. like people that love fish. Yeah, they yeah. like follow fish around. Yeah, but like now the dead has John Mayer and he's like awesome. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So Roger like loves it and he goes and he always sees Andy Cowan there. It's really funny. Um, Yeah, I freaking love that. Um, So what I did is like back in the day, I was like big on MySpace, like before all the social media situation was happening. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like try to figure this out. And I made these rubber bracelets that had different words on them. And 
I sold them on my MySpace page. I was going to concerts and selling shit out of my backpack and it kind of blew up. So I expanded it from there. And then I started going and jumping on all these music tours. I would have like a pop-up tent that I would sell all my clothes out of and amazing. I was like living my best life. Yeah. It was really fun. And I got to like live that rock star sort of a lifestyle with zero musical talent. But now like really major people are wearing all of your things, which is incredible. Like uh, Joe Jonas, Vanessa Hudgens, Cara Delevingne, who's probably the coolest of everybody, right? I want to be as cool as her. Oh my God. I love her she's so, so much. Dope. She's so yeah, dope. And she's so it's, nice it's, too. It's crazy. Cause it's like, I mean, back in the day, like it, usually I could tell when a celebrity, like I knew somebody who knew them. So I could sure. like, gift it through people or sure. I knew them personally. But then it was just so weird when like a Lindsay Lohan was wearing something. Right, like now all of a sudden like, people actually want to buy them and you see them out in the wild. You're like, wait, I didn't give that to you. Yeah. Yes. How did you get this? Did you go to my website? Do I have your address? <laughs> this, now? Oh my God. This literally happened uh, with both Chloe and Courtney Kardashian uh, and our book, Rachel. Yes. So last year we released a book, Act Like a Lady. And we like had a hundred books and we gifted them to everyone. And so people are posting and we're like, oh my God, thanks. But like you got that book for free. So right, obviously yeah, like, that's course. why you're posting. And we kind of like friend course. pressured you into it. Sure. And then people started tagging Don't be ashamed. us on their- We all do it. No, listen, it's a hustle. But then people started tagging us in pictures of like Courtney and, and Chloe's houses and they'd be like, hang out in their kitchen and our book would be on the fucking counter. And we're like, how did you get the book? How did you? I mean, it's chic. It's Act cute. like I a understand. lady. Everybody get it now. <laughs> yes. but I'm like, How did you get this book? And then I yeah. tried to write them and I was like, hey, I saw Courtney has our book. Does she want to come on the podcast? And it was like crickets, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and God's fair. <laughs> I feel like she totally would come on, but I, I mean, but that's amazing. I mean, listen, I think what's so cool is you guys obviously have your very different backgrounds, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you actually like come together and think about doing this? Like, how'd you meet? How did this all happen? Like, what's the story? Because the whole thing about works for us is it's really getting into like, for, for me, it's about getting into like relationships, married mm -hmm. couples, best friends, people that work together, um, siblings, mother, daughter. So for me, you know, I just always want to know sort of, uh, like what, how did this happen? And like, how, what, how did the love story begin between you guys? Because three girls, you guys is not easy. It's usually a shit storm. So yeah, I'm we got to really... go. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we, we have this crazy psychotic. And, and if I were listening to this, I wouldn't even believe it because I am a sister and I know how psychotic and evil and manipulative women are capable of being sure, of when, when feeling threatened. Yep. The three of us have the most healthy, knock on wood, but it's been almost six years, healthy, productive, like efficient dynamic of any partnership I've ever had male or female or whatever it is. Like it's for whatever reason, the three of us work really well together. I think it's because we're all so different yeah. and we all have an awareness to stay in our lane. Like yeah, sure. we have different strengths. Like Jack is aesthetically a queen. She can look at something and be able to change a font slightly to make it look like it's the chicest thing you've ever seen. I can look at something and have no idea how to fix it. I just right. know it's ugly. I'm right. like, can we use curls? <laughs> and then we're like, Kelty, that went away 10 years ago. And she's like, that's okay. So I think like 
to go back to how it started, Kelty and I knew each other from living in New York City, being broke ass dancers, like standing in line at 8 a.m. and like waiting to get into a cattle call. And we would just keep seeing each other. And finally, we lost lost touch. We were both out in L.A. I was working on the show Glee and she was working for Entertainment Tonight. Casual. So I was Again, like, not working. OK, cool. Glee. <laughs> just casual. OK. okay. <laughs> so I was working on the show and I had just moved straight from New York City to L.A. to be on this show. So I'd never done TV. I'd never done a red carpet. And I would see Kelty on these red carpets and we would just sort of make eye contact with each other and be like, is this an alternate universe? Weren't we just dancing? Like, Weren't you just beating me out for jobs, Becca? That's so <laughs> cool. It was so cool. And I kind of leaned on Kelty in that beginning phase of being like, do I really need a publicist? And she's like, you absolutely need a fucking publicist. Nobody mm-hmm. gets any work without a publicist. And mm-hmm. um, so she I was, was like, stop part- wearing black on the red carpet. Yeah. <laughs> no one will put you in in style. Yes. Uh, secrets I learned over time. Unless it's really special black. No, unless you're Anne Hathaway. Or like Angelina Jolie. It's yeah. like nobody wants to see you in black. Or the no. dress is extra. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like if it's, if it's special black dress as opposed yeah. to like yeah. simple black dress. Yeah. Simple and black I don't dress, know how no to press. do yeah, I don't know how to do extras. So it's like, she was like, you're really boring the hell out of me. Please like figure it out. So we kind of made this connection and she was my security blanket at all these weird events. And then we were having a sad lunch at Cafe 101. Rest in peace. It's no longer there. So sad. We're like, miss you veggie sausage. Miss so you so sad. much. So, so much. We're eating our sad salads and sad veggie burgers. And we were like, we need something of our own. Like, I'm so sick of waiting for my phone to ring. I'm so sick of waiting to see if Ryan Murphy will put me in another TV show. Like, how much can you stalk somebody oh before God. they get a restraining order? Oh my and God. she's like, let's do a podcast because we wanted a talk show, but nobody's going to give like two unnamed losers like a, t- a talk show. Mm-hmm. Kelty's a genius. She had the forethought to be like, this is going to be big. Podcasts are going to be huge. We're going to do it. And I know the third girl to make this rounded out and not, and give us a little street cred because Jack was an entrepreneur. She wasn't in entertainment and we kind of needed that trifecta. So people would be interested in, in us and find a little piece of themselves in each of us. So that was it. We just yeah. off to the races, like blindly the blind and just got yeah. lucky. And Jack and I used to date the same guy. So we have the same ex-boyfriend. Is that and true? We, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to jump in here and say what I always do. Kelty took my sloppy second. I, I did it in first. <laughs> and then no big deal. when we broke up and she thought that, that we were maybe still together, she made out with him. But thank God for what band? What? Weren't you listening to like a Interpol song and it came? Oh, an incubus. I was listening to an incubus song so we could like Interpol incubus. Decide the timeline of when this happened because I'm like, was Kelty dating him? This is so rude. Done her with me. But also, Rachel. Rachel, you should know that the man they were fighting over wore leather vests and eyeliner. So. It it's was all- the 2000s. Was was it? Was it? What man was, was it? not the 2000s? Later. This was like a co- when? What 2000? It was Two- like 2009. Oh, see <laughs> that you dated him. Yeah, yeah. You were like 2005, Jack. Anyway, because oh. I had better and all that. That was kind of like Morrissey days and like. What about what no, about it was your- emo? It was emo. What about a vest made out of roses? roses. <laughs> It was like a, it was like a stitched. He was rose. a rock. He was a rock and roll. Okay, no, so here's the roses. thing. Neither of you are with him now, which no, is no, no. helpful. Yes. yes. And- 
we, I knew Jack because we had dated the same guy and we had been like kind of pitted against each other on MySpace. but I had always thought Jack was the fucking coolest woman I'd ever met. I always wanted to wear all of her stuff that she made, but like, I really couldn't because then the internet was like <laughs> awkward. So yeah, I was like, Oh, cool. Um, so, you know, I like knew her, but I was like, God, you know, I've always wanted to be in the cool kids club, Rachel. Like that's my, like, I just want to be invited to be cool. But I think you and- are cool. Thanks. I'm not. Thank you. Mm. I think you so nice. are. I'm gonna, I, someone I, tape this and put it as a real on, on Instagram. I just do. Cool. I think you're cool. <laughs> I this do. is I the guess. best moment of her life. <laughs> I feel like such cool vibes because do you know what? To me and Roger and I always say this. It's the people that like are self-deprecating and so hyper aware of like what their sort of comfort zone is, what they want. And they're so honest about it. To me, the people say they want the invitation and they want, those actually are the cool people because it's Mm -hmm. the people to me that only care about getting the invitation that pretend the thing they don't care about is getting the invitation. So for me, the actual cool people are the people that say what they are and are like living their truth. And like, I just think like being honest and funny and candid is what actually makes you cool. I swear. And I've always felt that way. It's the people that, you know, have come into my life in a very big way over the years that basically spend every waking moment of their life trying to tell me exactly who they aren't and don't want to be, but it's exactly who they are. And and they're hypocrites, you know, and I know a lot of those. So Mm, I actually think the real cool people are the people that are truthful because I I just, you know, I don't that, it, you know, obviously you guys are familiar with the term desperate. And I think there's a lot of it. <laughs> it's my middle name. <laughs> no, it isn't. Because I actually think by you saying how many times can I stalk Ryan Murphy? Like to me, that actually makes you so fucking cool. You know <laughs> what I you. mean? Honestly. And, you know, he's, we um, were school parents for many years together and he's awesome, actually. And um, can you, you get her another job? <laughs> Stop <laughs> But Can now you I, call you know, Ryan. I feel like he fully knows you. I feel like he fully knows you. Yeah. I mean, he was a wonderful, wonderful person to work for. I think I got I mean, so he's spoiled. Brilliant. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. And I got so spoiled that being like my first TV job, because after that I would get these scripts and be on these sets and I'd be like, this is some rinky dink bullshit. And they're like, no, it's just not Ryan Murphy. I'm like, oh, damn it. You're going to end up back there. Trust. I promise life just like you go like this, you go in like a circle so that you have to kind of be kicked to the side and down and upside down a little to know how badly you want to get back to, to where you once were. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, they always say it's like getting to the top is easier than staying there. Right. It mm. just is. And Ooh, that applies yeah. to every job, no matter what it is. It's just the it really applies to the iTunes charts when you're a podcaster. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> launch launch you- big. And then that algorithm really fucks you. But Rachel, I was going to say you were talking about working together. Yeah. I think the secret sauce for us is this level of compassion uh, and, and, and honesty. Yep. So it's like we do not let shit simmer. Like if something's going on, if someone's fucking up, if someone is, you know, doing an emailing in a weird, like that's actually mostly me, like we nip it in the bud right away. And then also having compassion for each other and the way we work. Like I am an A type, like I sat up all day yesterday writing emails and then like sent them out this morning and like, like, listen, listen, Jack's like. I got to work at 11 o'clock at night because that's when I'm productive. Sure. Like, that is not my schedule, but I'm I do very both. compassionate to like, 
okay, I'm not going to hear from her about this font at 11 a.m. because that's not her, you know? And so I think having that understanding of not trying to change people. Yep. It's a secret. I, I think that's a really important part because I think there's a lot of this that is acceptance. And I think working together as, you know, as friends and business partners now, I mean, was there ever a time where you guys were not friends and it was like just strictly professional and you guys were like, or have you always just been this like super synergistic girl group? It's funny because we actually, none of us were really that close when we started the podcast. Like Becca and I hadn't even met each other. You're like, I didn't even like her. Yeah, I'm like, who is this? Bitch? I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> she, her and I had never met before. And we met for the first time as we were going into our pitch meeting for our network. And I was wow. like, Hey, I'm Jack. She's like, Hey, I'm Becca. And then we go in the room and we're like, yeah, so our podcast is based on like mimosa brunches with your besties. <laughs> and we just kind of went into it, but that's kind of part of the secret sauce too, is because we, none of us were really that close to begin with we've grown to know each other through the podcast and through being business partners. And that is the reason why I feel like it's kept us like our relationship so good because we're still not best friends. We don't hang out outside of work for the most right. part, like right. because our work is so fun too. We get to know each other on the podcast, of course. but that's where there's like a level of professionalism and respect for one another because we don't have this weird dynamic going on underneath sure. the surface of like years and years of friendship and weird stuff bubbling up to the surface. So that's kept us kind of in like a really, really good, healthy place. Well, I actually like love your business. I mean, you guys have done a book. You were obviously on a show. Your podcast is hugely successful. I mean, did you ever think that like the brand would manifest itself in so many ways? And like what do you share the same goals for the future or do you just kind of like roll with it? Because, you know, for me, people always ask like, how do I do what you did or how did you become? And the truth is I never really scripted it. I never really laid it out. I just kind of winged my whole way through life. And if you ask anyone on my team, I mean, I literally like, I really do wing it because I find that if I plan it. If I try and set these goals and if I don't hit it, I'm going to feel like I failed. And, you know, I'm such a Virgo that it's like, and I I never get complacent, but I think I always feel like I have so much more to do. So I, I guess with, with your brand, you know, what, like, have you done everything? Do you have a million more things to do? Like what, what, what are your thoughts? Like, what's the plan if any, or do you just roll? Well, (laughs) this is like the beauty of it is that Kelty's the one who makes these like manifestation lists, you know, they're like taped to her mirror there. She gets really in the nitty gritty with herself about what she wants to accomplish for herself in the brand. And so, Mm -hmm. but I will, with that being said, there was never any roadmap because we didn't actually think that you could make a living podcasting. It was a side hustle. And so when you're thinking about something as a hobby and sort of just an outlet, you're not- The expectations are so low. They're so so low. low. And so the first ad that we sold, it was like, oh, well, that's cool, but it's like $5 and we're not going to be paying our mortgages off of this thing. So Kelty was achieving all of her journalism and, and entertainment journalism goals. I was still acting. Jack was still doing her brand. And we would come together to have this like fun time for an hour a week. And it's like, when you're busy focusing on all these other things that you have these high expectations for, you come into this other 
this other like venture so free, lightly. Yeah. So yeah, lightly. So lightly. And the freedom to just go through the doors that open yep. and have the meetings that come to you. And it really did. We did work our asses off, not to say that we didn't invest a ton of time and energy and our own money into it in the beginning, but like it was almost so easy because we didn't have expectations and, sure. and we never in a million years thought that we could ever build any kind of like brand to us. It was hilarious that it was even referred to as a brand for the first two years. Um, that so it's like, so great. It's been, it's been wonderful. And as far as like long-term goals go, I'll let Kelty take over because obviously <laughs> she has like 85 <laughs> goals for us. Bring out your bujo. No, you know what that, you know, what's interesting is that like we started this and then I knew something had clicked, Rachel, when we like I I used you well, you're very well known. And so when you walk anywhere, people are like, I think I just saw Rachel Zoe. Like some people probably come up to you, some people don't. But like for me, being on ET, like really the only place that people really like double looked at me was like on airplanes. That was my like real people. <laughs> like I'd walk on an airplane and people would be like, I know you, or they'd be like, Hey, and then I was like, You don't know me in real life. Um, and so but with Lady Gang, like I about a year in, um, Becca was always getting recognized for Glee, but like Jack and I would be like at Home Goods or we'd be at Target and like people would be chasing us across the parking lot and they'd be like, oh my God, I love Lady Gang so much. Like a girl came up to me at Home Goods. She was like, oh my God, I knew you were here because I saw your husband in the towel aisle. Like it's Stop. like, yeah, like it's just, that's when I realized like something real is happening here. Totally. And then how can, how can we harness this? Sure. And our mission has always been to make women feel less alone. And I really love, we had Becca. Bethany Frankel on the podcast in December. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to her about philanthropy mm -hmm. and it was like, you know, we want to give back. We've been doing all these charity things, but then it's like, are we allowed to make money off the podcast? Like, what if I just want this to be my full-time job now? Right. And she was like, I feel like the more successful I am, the more I can give back. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and I put the two in two different piles. I don't do 10% of proceeds. I do. I make all the money as Bethany Frankel and I give back in a big way. And I think that's how Lady Gang is moving forward mm -hmm. is that you know, we're going to continue to make money. We'll do books. We'll do clothes. We'll do whatever comes our way. That's fun in a collaboration right. where we can serve our girl. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we really want to serve women and help them and, um, and, and, and continue to give money and goods to like, you know, people who are not as privileged as us. Sure. Um, and so that's kind of the big goal. I mean, I would love to be a $50 million brand, but like, you know, we'll see. You will be. You will be I don't know. working on it. My, I mean, my money's I, I on just want to say we launched our subscription box at a very similar time to when you started yours. Yeah. And I know it's now transitioned and we have since given up. So <laughs> maybe. Well, we hard. were also, we were also Join packing ours. and shipping everything ourselves. We so packed that was them in our my garage. So you guys, it's an insane business, <sighs> but it's, but I have to say, you know, and, and a lot in part on, on that side of it to, to Roger and the sort of operational side of it, it is a massive, massive undertaking. And mm. the reason we, we turned it into what's now called Curator, because beyond the actual box that we do every season, we wanted to actually create this entire membership lifestyle program for women so that they came, yes, to get their curation every quarter, but that we wanted them to stay there and create this whole membership shop and all these experiences and basically be like 
almost like an Amex platinum card for women to come in, shop, get styled and feel safe and get access they can't get anywhere else. How did the pandemic affect like your relationships um, with each other if they did um, at home with the podcast? I mean, I imagine the podcast even went probably even way bigger over the pandemic, right? I mean, more people listening. I think the biggest difference is before the pandemic, we, I mean, we had been doing this for five years, two episodes a week, never missed a single episode in that entire time. And everything was in person. So like we needed to make sure that one of us didn't end up getting sick because then we wouldn't be able to put out a a podcast episode. Sure. So obviously everything transferred to Zoom over the pandemic. So that was honestly the hugest logistical difference for us, but it has given us so much freedom because now Becca moved to Austin. Yep. I travel a lot. So now we can podcast literally if the three of us were across the world from each other. So that actually has been a positive in our lives because before, I mean, Becca wouldn't have been able to move at all because we need her twice a week for the podcast. That's amazing. What has really screwed us, Rachel, thanks for asking, is that all these other people have come out with podcasts. I mean, let's be honest. The pandemic was wonderful for us, but then it also gave all these celebrities her work on set, other TV shows and their movies. They got bored. They weren't getting enough attention. And so they were like, I think I'm going to launch a podcast. And then they did. And then they went to the top of the Apple charts and I had meltdowns. Let's be straight. That really happened during the Yeah, there's that too. But I want to give you a lot of credit because you know, it's funny. Um, when podcasts first came out, you know, I've literally, everybody was like, Rachel, you have to do a podcast. You have to do a podcast. You do it. How, what they're like, you can do it from your couch. You could do it. I didn't really understand it because I'm not, you know, I'm not a commuter, which my commuter mm-hmm. friends and, and employees are, are the most podcast, you know, uh, verse, I guess is the mm-hmm. word, but I was sort of alone on an Island because I'm always a little late to understanding the newest sort of platform and podcasts. And I was like, Puck? I'm like, I don't understand. When am I going to listen? When, when do I not have a child in my ear or my <laughs> team kind of like pulling me into a room somewhere? It was just like unfathomable to me. And so I guess a couple years later, it just, the conversation started happening. And I was like, I feel like there's 2 billion podcasts. I don't think I should do a podcast. And what happened to your point in the pandemic, you know, the opportunities kind of just came and Raj and I were obviously working like animals at home. And it just became such, for me, it's such a fun, I don't Mm want to say easy, but just it's amazing. It's a fun, very organic thing because way more than television for me, you know, I was a psych major. I was not a fashion major. I was a psych and social major. So for me, actually doing this and talking to you guys for me is the most natural thing I've ever done in my career because I just feel like I get to hang out with cool women like you guys and just shoot the shit and like talk about life mm-hmm. and the things that whatever, you know? And so for me, you know, having Roger on it is annoying. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but for Raj and I, like we've been together, we're celebrating almost 30, not almost 30 years. August 29th will be 30 years together from our first date. Oh, so holy shit. So when it kind of came to, Hey, you know, we want to do this relationship podcast with you and Roger. That to me became so fascinating because I was like, Uh I love to get into people's heads and I love to get into what makes them work, what their magic sauce is, what all of that. So that was actually the impetus. But you know, when, when we started getting all these ads and sponsor, I was like, really? 
They wanted <laughs> like I was literally like you. I was like a head tilt. I was like they want yeah. they 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 want to They like that. us. Okay, cool. They really so like, I listen, get it. But I'm, I was one I'm of those joking, people. Of course. No, so I actually agree with you because everybody's doing a She's podcast. I don't disagree really, with you. What's really great about it, Rach, is that um when we first started, right? The ads that were coming to us were man ads. Because the only people really doing podcasts were men. There were sports and there was like Adam Carolla and Howard Stern technically like totally. like you know, like sports so we, radio. We had like, yeah, we had like zip zip recruiter who we love. Great pro like the great thing, but it was like a lot of men <laughs> sure. ads. Yep. And we could not get a female brand to sponsor the podcast. Wow. What's happened now with female. everyone starting these podcasts during the pandemic and so many A-listers and recognizable names? Yeah, sure, it's a challenge to still like make room for us, but at this same time, it's like every major brand. I mean, our brand sponsors are Vogue, Chanel, like Disney, like crazy I mean, are you brands. dead? Like, I feel I like you have fully they, made we, it, you guys. When we got the Chanel ad, I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Dead. I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, babe, I don't you? think you're, I don't and think I you're waiting for the invite. I don't think you're waiting for that invite. I but it's like, you guys that, are going to get front row level. seats everywhere. The level was never there. You know, the level, that level of ad is only because the A-listers have come and recognize what people are now doing podcasts that they can go and be like, oh, we should be working in the podcast world, you know? And right. that's an incredible gift. Yeah. Well, Cause I think I, podcasts are the jam. Yeah. And I actually think, well, I also, what I actually really love about podcasts is that you can't see anybody. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. actually what made me love um, Clubhouse. I actually loved that no one, there wasn't like a narcissistic element to it. It wasn't like you Ooh, had to yeah. get hair and makeup. You had to like be judgy. It was just, you're actually just listening to voice, which actually makes you listen rather than get distracted. So I actually thought that was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you guys have created a movement. I think you're so impressive. Um, I really think all of you are amazing. And I don't, I mean, I think you've fully made it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm wow. sure you're going to, I'm sure the best is still yet to come, but I am super impressed with all of you. Um, oh. What's the biggest, I mean, if ever, have you ever gotten in like a fight and just like, did it last or was it dramatic or it, you could say no, by the way. Or, I mean, but, it's usually when I melt down <laughs> and do something stupid. Kelsey has yeah. what we like to call a kelt down every couple months <laughs> when things just get like very overwhelming. And then she might go into our Facebook group and start sharing personal details about her life that she shouldn't. Oh my God, stop. Um, yeah, and then back in, I need to have an intervention. And then we have like a, a group <laughs> phone call to to really, you know, get Kelsey out of that mind space. That's like our biggest conundrum that ever happens within the lady gang. Yeah. I really think that like the 35,000 girls in our Facebook group are my best friends. So like yeah. when I happen to like be going through a hard time, I may like overshare. It's like who I am as a human. I think everyone's my friend. And then those people will like take that information and blackmail me with it, which is like, <laughs> okay, not Kelsey, do you remember what I said as I was coming up in the industry? You have to have 10 eyes open all the time. Yes. Because I'm telling you, being naive in this industry will Mm. just never help you. It will only hurt you. And I am the same. I am guilty of the same. And I have learned the hard way. So Kelty's, she's not even naive. She knows better, but she (laughs) does it anyways. We had to have a conversation during COVID where I almost drafted a contract to say, I will not post in the Facebook group without checking with my business partners to approve 
the content going up. Like it, it was like three strikes and you're out. She had like 13 strikes. And finally we were Aww. like, this is, we know that you love sharing. And we know that like Kelsey was also fun fact, one of the original bloggers, like she yes. was one. Of I the, could see that. It, and she, she made friends by sharing her life. And she really, is somebody who she just genuinely wants to do that. Like it's, it's her way. It's her therapy, if you will. By the way, I think, listen, to go to that for a second, I think social media, look, if I shared, if I was more that way, I'd probably have 10 million followers. You know what I mean? I have three and a half million followers. The reality of it is, I think the people that share and expose and really feel they, they really show the real vulnerable moments and things like that, you know, I try to share enough, but I really, I really keep a lot in tight. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think there's any right or wrong to anything on social. I think your social is your, um, it's, you know, how you approach social is, is very interesting. Cause I think it's how much you choose to share. And I think everyone has a different level of comfort with that. The problem that I'm hearing here, not to place you know, therapist. Blame on healthy, but I think, I think, no, I think the, I think you can share, but you can't share on others behalf. That's the thing. Once you bring other people in, you get in trouble. If it's you sharing you, you got to do you, you know what I mean? So I think that's it. Like if you want to take them to the gynecologist, like, cool. (laughs) She will. I I know she will. And and we just took the, her Instagram following to Dr. Diamonds where she, you did. did. You saw the diamond facial. Got that chin back baby. No, but I actually learned a really hard lesson. Um, I've learned hard lessons over the last six years with this because I would, I love all these, these followers and, and I do consider them like friendly. And recently I had, um, a fan of ours who was a longtime fan and had been DMing me, but I, there's like all those sections of, of DMs now, like where you can't see who's DMing and like, sure. I don't really, I can't look. And then like, I might see Jax, but I don't see this other, he, I guess had a, <laughs> this fan had been DMing me for like months and I hadn't liked it or responded or whatever. And they took it very personally Oh yeah, and like left the lady gang and stopped listening to lady gang because they didn't feel like we were friends anymore. And I was like, this is she where She doesn't like, even respond to like our DMs either. No. I haven't spoken to my mother in two weeks. <laughs> like that, that is who I am. And uh, like when we were on our TV show, producers would be like, Kelty didn't respond to my text. And I was, they were like, yeah, she welcome to do Kelty. That. That's <laughs> how she is. Yeah, I mean, so we lost fans because of it. So it's like, maybe I've opened myself too much. And so anyway. mm, mm. I think it's always cool to address it. Yeah. I just think address it and be like, guys, we have so much going on. And like, I can't, I'm overwhelmed and I can't stay on top of everything. And yeah. if I don't respond to you, I'm sorry. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's kind of just an overriding apology and let them kind of sit with that. Like you're talking to them. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think that's helpful because it's true. How can you respond to everybody that texts you or DMs you? That's crazy. You know? Right. Well, you, you guys, I am endlessly fascinated with all of you. This has been so fun for me because I always like marvel at girls that can work so closely together, maintain a respect for one another not get in fights all the time. And I, I, you know, I always say women are, are really hard sometimes. And at the same time, great women are the best, you know? And I think that 
there are secrets to the success of female relationships for sure. But I just love seeing you guys. I love hearing you guys. I love seeing your energy, you know, and I love the brand and I think it's awesome. I love what you stand for. And I love that you were one of the first, you know? So, and I actually, I'm saying it here and now, I think you're fucking cool. <laughs> you know what? All of you. I'm literally about to go into the office and write on my whiteboard, 10 eyes open, and it's going to live there forever. You must have 10 eyes open. That should be on your manifest I board. If I could, if I could so leave much. you with anything, please have please. 10 eyes open. My kids uh, actually say mommy has eyes behind her head. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, you guys, now I have to ask you like just a few silly, fun okay. questions that we always end with just because it's silly. Um, and it's a little bit like newlywed style. Like you kind of answer on each other's behalf. Okay. Um, One of my favorites that I can't ever not ask because it's always the funniest answer. What would each of you get arrested for? And you can't say yourself. It has to be a dancer for Like what would Kelty get arrested for? Oh, Kelty would... Doesn't... She's not a rule breaker. So this is hard. What were you going to say? Oh, you're right. She's not a rule breaker. It's hard. She loves to follow a rule. She does. Although she would get arrested for some type of terrible driving, like reckless driving. Oh. She is the world's worst fucking <laughs> driver. Go. There you go. There you go. You should be locked up already. <laughs> Becca, yeah, I already that's... know I already know what you're you would get arrested for. But okay, what would Becca get arrested for? I'm gonna what? take a guess. Wait, what do you think? You said like you go stalking first. Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Like finding his house or standing outside the school or something. I I think Becca would end up getting arrested for some sort of a vengeance. Yes, I think she could be a secret murderer. For somebody that wronged somebody that she cares about. That's yes. how I am, by the way. She would push she someone loves. off a bridge. Are you a Virgo, sure. Becca? Are you a Virgo? I, I'm not, but I have a lot of close Virgo girlfriends. I'm a Capricorn, but oh, I it's will... It's the same though. My son's yes. a Capricorn. We're the same. I actually yeah. held Caius in to make him a Capricorn. You did. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. did I held him in. Sag. You I did know. Not I did want... not want a Sag. And so I literally said to my OB, who's also a Virgo, she was like, you need to hold him in until the 22nd. And lo and behold, 22nd, he came. Good. And Jack he's would such get, a Capricorn. Uh, uh, yeah. Jack Cute. would get arrested for public intoxication. And I'm pretty sure she has before. Yes. <laughs> No, I haven't. And like you're at right. Like ten thirty a.m. Yeah, it would be ten thirty. Yeah, like a midday, a midday, like <laughs> forgot to wear pants on the road or something like on that. On yeah. four hundred five. Yeah. Listen, she's Walking. Penny Lane, you guys. She is she's Penny Let me Lane. This is, this is what she should be arrested for. Uh-huh. By the way, I think Roger would get arrested for that. He always <laughs> says I would get arrested for like having a temper tantrum at the airport. For like oh. someone yelling at me at security or something because mm-hmm. they wanted mm-hmm. to take my bag um, and like check <laughs> it. And I'm like, I'm going like, with it under the plane if you check that. <laughs> Literally. You can't check whatever's in your suitcase. Roger has you held check. me back. I'm like, they're like, I'm sorry, ma'am, we have to take it. There's no like whatever on the like small planes to like an island or something. And I go, I will either sit on it. I will go under the plane, but it is not going under without me. And Roger's oh my like, God. you're going to jail. And I don't know you Um, (laughs) for real, for real, for real. That's good. Okay. Okay. Uh, Last one, last one, last one. I'm just trying to make it a good one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm, Okay. What would be your last meal? Not that you're dying. God forbid. Jack's would be a sandwich sandwich. (laughs) with chips Uh in it. Yeah. Yep. And a chocolate chip cookie. Yes. You, you know, Jack, I'm feeling like you'd be best friends with Roger. 
Him and I like are a kindred spirit. You I really think. are. Like he just wants to live like a male Penny Lane and like <laughs> you mean while he was like an investment banker. But trust me when I tell you, like t- he's living a double life. Um, I know. I feel like we need to be besties. I promise um, you, you would be. That's amazing. So Kelty doesn't really eat real food. So <laughs> no, I it's feel like um, it's the veggie burger. burger. Oh, no, it's the veggie fat burger. burger. Fat burger. But which oh, one? Yeah. Oh, from Fat Burger. They have an Impossible mm. Burger with a skinny fry and a Diet Coke. But I've recently given up Diet Coke again for the hundredth time in my life. Oh so. my no. goodness! I pull it from Roger. It's really he only is down to like half of one a day. But like it used wow. to be really intense. Oof. No aspartame, guys. Anything? No aspartame. aspartame. No, Mm-mm. none. None. Um, Drink alcohol. Yeah. Just don't have aspartame. Yes. Becca. <laughs> Becca's like a fancy bitch. So for me, it's like she wants to go out somewhere where the seating is leather and <laughs> she's getting like a, like a, she's have, she would go where Salt Bay is feeding. Oh, okay. Salt bay, like she's having a Salt Bay meal, I think. Like it's like the chicken and the What does that rice. mean? Like this, the tomahawk steak with like expensive wine and like well now she's living in austin where there's delicious delicious paella the food here is paella paella what is it called like salt bay seasoning no like you know the salt bay guy that does the little she that you're uh what okay. is salt bay? Oh salt bay is like a hot chef and he feeds you. He comes out to the table. He's like so sexy. He's like in a white tank top and a little like Olsen glasses. And he comes out <laughs> and he serves you the food. And at the last thing, he like takes the salt and he goes. He became like, like a meme, like a social yeah. media meme. You go oh look up salt God. bay. Anyway, she yeah. would have a salt bay move. Oh my God. Stop it. He looks like he should be in like a Levi's ad in the 80s. Yes. yes. He's very sexual. He and if you want sexual. to get the, um, if you want to get Salt Bay in LA, he opened a restaurant. It's $330 just for the steak. Wow. Dear God. And that, God. A guaranteed Salt Bay sighting. Anyway, live your life. Would that <laughs> be your birthday. last meal, Becca? Truth? Um, I mean, it would be something like in Sardinia, like right. by the water with like seafood and wine. Like it would be something like that. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I'm there with serious, you. Rachel. The I'm there with you. I'm thinking okay. like Portofino Positano, something like that. <laughs> Some amazing, like something del- like just really heavenly. Yeah. yeah. I'm also oh, picturing yes. just where I'm sitting right now. So I got lost in that. Yeah, and then whatever you feed me, I'll eat. (laughs) What your hair, what your hair product smells like, what perfume you're wearing. I'm definitely in a caftan, no matter what it is. Eating Uh, my last meal in a caftan for sure in Diamond. (laughs) Wait, Rachel, let's just end with this story. Tell me. I had a caftan disaster that I can't wait to share with you. So I was judging Miss Universe and the dress I wanted was not available from like the rental house that you wear, like buy a fan or you rent a fancy dress if you're a regular bitch like me. Yeah. And so uh, I had to go in in the morning before the flight. And I was like, I need something. And then I sent this picture to Marcella and I was like, I just held it up. I didn't even try it on. I was like, what if I just do rich lady caftan? She's like chic. And so then I didn't realize it was a 14, which is not my size. And then I got to Miss Universe in Miami and I put the caftan on. It was fucking explosive. And then on top of that, I got this idea throughout Miss Universe. It's so glamorous. There's so much makeup. There's so much hair. I got the There's idea so much do- sequence everywhere. Yeah. Everything. I was so much. I got. I got lost, and I put in a clip-in bang as well. And so I just. Are want you to- okay? <laughs> she wasn't. It's like That's if I, I need you had a countdown. I need you to see the photo too. Like I, I love Kelty, and normally I tell her she looks be- She looks beautiful always. But I'm telling you, this was like the most missed 
fashion moment that has ever existed. Oh my Made her God. look like she was like 75 years Let old. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Do you know what? It's not even the caftan that's killing me. It's the hair situation. I know if I had done what like, happened? Most, like fun, I just, it was the hair and makeup team. I got really, wow. I was like big hair. I Babe, actually that doesn't used, even look like you. I know I use Zendaya as a, um, a hair inspiration. Got and it. Like, that was a mistake. Like it was just, it she's was the mistake. prettiest. I know. It's human. like, any, she's I wear anything. So literally it's like, okay. a washcloth with anyway. like a rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Wait, that's a year old. Babe, that should be your profile pic. And so here's the story is I texted my mom because like it's it's worldwide. There's like 500 million people watching. I text my mom who's like a real stage mom. And I was like, did you see me? And she just replied, yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad it was. My mom couldn't even love me. <laughs> Babe, you look unrecognizable. I know. Unrecognizable. <laughs> That's why I'm so freaked about Like Amphar if you actually showed that to me, redemption. I actually in no life would have been like, oh, you look um interesting there. Like I wouldn't have even thought that was actually you. I know. So anyway, not everyone. But it's okay. Can wear Listen, you live and you learn. I won't well, be wearing you... a caftan ever again. I'll tell but you that. That's much. not true. You just chose the wrong one. Mm-hmm. You have to it get a the hair. Caftan. I think it was the glam. It wasn't even the caftan. Don't blame the caftan. It was the hair. You know, but these are things that go wrong. That's why you are who you are, because there are so many of us insecure, fashion loving people who can't make right choices in Hollywood. And that's why stylists and having experts is so important because if you, if we are left to our own devices, honey, we've all seen them before they got a stylist pictures on the red carpet. <laughs> We're Ashley Tisdale, 2003 with oh a jean and a skirt and a belt. Oh my you know? God. Listen. You do you and don't run from the caftan. It's just the hair and makeup. I say this till I'm blue in the face. Hair and makeup is equally as important as what you wear, sometimes even more so. I hate to say that as a stylist, but true. And I will leave you on these parting words. Okay. I love you guys. You're the one that won't stop talking. talking. I'm sorry. I love you so much. I feel cool. Okay. Thank you for having us. <laughs> this is our first fight because Kelty won't shut the fuck up on your podcast. Love you guys. She won't. I love you Bye. all. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> in real time. Bye. It's that time in the show where I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. Um, I actually pulled this question from an Ask Me Anything that I did over the weekend on my IG story. Okay, so the question was, if I could style anyone today, like a dream client, who would it be? Someone alive today? I would say probably Margot Robbie, Dakota Johnson, Kate Blanchett. I mean, there's just so many fun people to dress right now. But of course, like Bella Gigi Hadid, Hailey Bieber, I mean, Beyonce, shall I go on? Okay, what is your go-to rain or winter weather footwear? I feel like everything is so chunky and ugly. I actually think now more than ever, there's really chic, like weatherproof chic footwear. I do think when in doubt, like a great rain boot is still like Hunter. I think they're still so incredibly chic. And the equestrian look has never been bigger than it is now. And I also love like a shearling lug sole boot and 
honestly, everybody makes them in every price point. And I think those are great. My winter weather boot, I mean, I have some faux fur boots, I have some shearling boots, but of course mine still are on like a seven or eight inch heel, but don't listen to me. You might slip and really hurt yourself. But yeah, I think there's tons of options out there now um, from Uggs to Jimmy Choo's to Saint Laurent's, Zara. I mean, the list goes on. There's so many great weatherproof boots. So good luck and stay chic. And when in doubt, try a hunter boot. Don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram, and I might just answer your question. I loved re-listening to this incredible episode with three of my favorite girls. Finding the right people to collaborate with can be such a challenge for all of us. But for Kelty, Becca, and Jack, they were able to thrive together in both business and friendship. Thank you so much for listening to Climbing in Heels, and don't forget to rate a review wherever you get podcasts. While you're at it, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guest episodes and all things curator. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.